friends and introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, a podcast by an introvert for introverts. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome and main character energy. What is imposter syndrome? What does it mean to be a main character? We are going to get into all of that and how I think that they're related. But before we do that, let's do our customary mental health check. As you know, I am currently on vacation. So when you hear this, I am probably in Hawaii living my best life. (laughs) So no real time updates from me, but this is your time to check in with yourself and rate your mental health from one to five. One being horrible and five being amazing. While you're doing that, I'm going to tell you a quick story about some serious growth I noticed in myself. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I have self-esteem issues, I have body image issues, that kind of stuff. So as I'm packing to go on these trips, I tried on my jean shorts because I live in sweatpants and leggings and I didn't know if my jean shorts fit and they did not. They were too small. So instead of spiraling about it, which I definitely would have done even like six months ago, I just bought new shorts, just completely ordered new shorts. And it seems like so insignificant, right? But for someone who has struggled so much in the past with body image issues, this was huge for me. And at the time, I didn't even realize, like, until after I placed the order for new shorts, I was like, oh, man, that was, that's growth. So if, especially in these summer months, you are struggling with your body image, do know that it does get better. Um, But it does just take some conscious effort on your part to remind yourself that your body is worthy no matter how you feel about it. So while you're continuing to think about, you know, how you're feeling, mental health, one to five, don't forget to rate. I love a rating system. I don't know why, but anyway, (laughs) while you're thinking about that, I'll tell you about our book, TV show, or movie of the week. It is a book this week. It's called It Girl by Ruth Ware. Ruth Ware is one of my favorite authors. In a Dark, Dark Wood by her is one of my favorite books. So obviously, I was very, very excited about this. The basic premise is this girl goes to college in Oxford and her roommate is murdered. So the whole book is set in like before and after, before she finds her roommate. And after is set about a decade after when the person that was convicted of her murder actually passes away. And the person who found her roommate is wondering if she made a mistake with her testimony. Like, it just doesn't feel right, especially because the person who was convicted fought to be released for his entire life in prison. So the premise itself was very good. I actually really enjoyed the book and I went to Goodreads just because I'm curious about like what other people think. And it really was a mixed bag. Like, either you loved it or you hated it. I personally did not guess the ending but I did feel like it was like 100 pages too long. It felt like the author was asked to write more and just stretched out the existing plot versus adding like subplots. So that was a little bit disappointing. However, I would still recommend it if you're a Ruth Ware fan like myself or if you like murder mysteries, things like that. So I think four out of five stars for me. All right, so with all that behind us, let's just jump into the meat of the episode. What is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is the inability to believe that your own success or accomplishments were earned by your own efforts or skills. So you think that any success you get is just dumb luck. And conversely, anything that goes wrong, you think, ah, of course, 
You know, like that was my bad. That was my fault. This is something I see commonly in all professions. I've talked to people in tech who suffer from imposter syndrome. I talk to writers who suffer from imposter syndrome. And it doesn't seem to be, oh, it's men or it's women. Although statistically, according to what I read online, because you know that I love to research, (laughs) they said that more women are affected by this. But in my own experience, it seems about equal. And it's a really tough thing when like your own brain is telling you that you're not good enough. So if you're like, maybe that's me, I don't know, let's talk about some common characteristics of imposter syndrome. So the inability to realistically assess your competence and skills. This is something I see the most commonly is people who, from my perception, are very successful at what they do, but from their own assessment, they think that they're just average or even less than average, and they're just waiting for people to actually find them out. Another common characteristic is attributing your success to external factors. So it was just luck or someone helped me or right place, right time kind of thing. Even if you do pretty well, but not as well as you wanted to, you might berate yourself. Like, I should have done better. I should have achieved this. I should have gotten this. And similarly, you're also fearful that you won't live up to expectations of others around you because already you're not meeting your own expectations, right? Even though your expectations are set crazy, crazy high, this might lead to overachieving. (laughs) It's funny because the people who I've spoken to who suffer from imposter syndrome are highly achieving individuals. So how are you trying to tell me that you think that you're not good enough? Like I see that like you are hyper performing and there are very few people that can match you. This belief that you're not good enough might actually lead to sabotaging your own success. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying how, you know, I haven't updated my blog because I feel like, who am I to tell anyone how to be a writer? Like, well, you're a writer. That's, you know, that's, that's who you are. You're a writer. That's what makes you qualified. But this person believes that, you know, like no one's going to want to hear it. So I'm just never going to post. So they're sabotaging their own success. It does seem like the people who suffer from this most commonly are perfectionists. So you set very, very challenging goals and feel disappointed when you fall short. I personally love a stretch goal. And if I achieve it, great. If I don't, I do kind of beat myself up, but I don't think to this particular level. So you know what imposter syndrome is now. You might be thinking, okay, yes, this is me. However, It pushes me to do better. Like I am the person that I am because of these thoughts. Like I'm pushing myself to the breaking point to achieve what I want to achieve. And I have therefore made a name for myself. I've made a brand for myself. I've made my living this way, whatever. But there are negative impacts, of course, with anything that you do in extremes. So for imposter syndrome, it can fuel you to achieve as you have, but at the cost of heightened anxiety. Because the harder you push yourself, the more you're putting on the line and the more you're feeling like, okay, at any moment, someone is going to find me out. So I have to push myself even harder. There's someone that I know who pushes themselves literally to the breaking point, to the point at which they have a breakdown. And they had a breakdown because of a minor mistake that literally no one else noticed but them. And it's hard to watch as someone close to them because I'm trying to console you, but 
like your feelings are valid. How you feel about the situation is valid. So it's kind of tough for you as the person and for the people around you. Another impact is that the more you accomplish, the greater success you have, the more you feel like you are a fraud. It's like you can't internalize your experience of success. It's like that is happening not because of your efforts, right? That's, you know, it was just luck or it was just this, it was just that. It's not just anything, just for the record, if you're listening to this and you are killing yourself to make a name for yourself, to be successful in your chosen career, it's okay to enjoy the success, you know? It's okay to kind of revel in it. You've earned it. But the problem with those who suffer from imposter syndrome is that you don't feel that you've earned it. You feel that it was given to you somehow through like someone just handed this to you or whatever. And in the most extreme cases, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, you might push yourself extremely hard. And if you find success, you think the only reason you did is because you killed yourself doing it, which means that you believe that in order to achieve this measure of success, you have to kill yourself to do it. And so that killing yourself level is going to be pushed further and further and further because you're like, okay, well, I've already done that. And they're not going to want to see that same performance from me. They're going to want to see more and more and more and more. And eventually, how much can you give as a person? This is like a kind of a hard conversation to have, not because... I don't suffer from imposter syndrome. I think everyone does to a certain degree, but I also see, this is so ironic, I also see people around me that suffer from it worse, right? People who are crippled by their self-doubt, by their imposter syndrome, and I don't think that I am. And the reason that I don't think I am is because I have done cognitive behavioral therapy. I did it for Um, two or three years, and the basis of this kind of therapy is changing how you think about something. So this is what I found for trying to get past imposter syndrome, and that is changing the way you think about it. Question your beliefs. Am I really not good enough? What core beliefs do I hold about myself? Do you think that you are a failure? Do you think that you are a fraud? Do you think that you're lazy? What do you think about yourself? Do you believe that you are worthy of love as you are? Not having to work for it, not having to change your personality, not having to let things go that you don't want to let go. Do you believe that you are worthy of love as you are right now? Do you believe that you have to be perfect For others to approve of you or to love you or to like you. This is, it's like a hard question to ask yourself. I know that I shy away from these kind of questions because they're uncomfortable. Do I think I have to be perfect for others to approve of me? Yeah, kinda. I feel like I, with only one person, can I truly be who I am? I do think that I have to be perfect for other people to like me. Which means that I will often kind of change myself in small ways to lessen any friction. I won't be as opinionated. I won't be as quiet. 
I won't be as whatever. I'll change my, my personality a little bit to make it comfortable for the other person. And similarly, you might be thinking that you are not worthy of love as you are, that you are not worthy of acceptance as you are, that you are not worthy of success as you are. Maybe you think, well, I don't know everything there is to know about writing, for example. So why would I ever give anyone advice on writing? I don't know everything there is to know. But the thing is that you don't need to know everything there is to know about a subject to be an expert. Things are constantly changing in every industry. I can't tell you the number of times that literally, what is it, the concussion protocol has changed in my lifetime. First, don't let them go to sleep. Next, let them go to sleep. Next, don't let them go to sleep. Like, we have not settled on something, it feels like. And that's true of any profession, right? So not knowing everything there is to know does not mean that you are not an expert in the areas that you are knowledgeable about. And why would you not want to share that knowledge? This is a self-limiting belief. You are choosing to believe that you are not good enough. You are choosing to believe that people will think something about you. This is where main character energy comes into play. To be a main character, like the concept, comes from the idea that your whole life is like a movie and you are the main character of the movie. I feel like sometimes we can act like we're random side characters or NPCs in our own lives, which just is not true. You are the main character of your movie. So this kind of main character energy, I feel like is helpful when you're feeling insecure, when you're feeling like you are an imposter in your industry or in your life or in your relationships. You are the main character. And the thing about being the main character is things kind of always work out. It is not always how the main character thought it was going to go. But oftentimes how it ends up is better than they had dreamed of. And it's not because, oh, things just fall into place for me. The main character does stuff in the movie, right? There are several conflicts. There are several growing points that this main character has to go through to get to the end. So thinking about yourself as a main character can be helpful. And it can be helpful when you're thinking about what am I going to put my energy on? Am I going to focus my energy on pretending or feeling like I have to pretend to be good enough? Am I going to put my energy into thinking about what other people might be thinking about me? Or are you going to adopt that main character energy and focus on your passions and pursue them regardless of the potential commentary from others? The thing is that people don't really care that much about other people. Like we think that everyone's always looking at us and that's not true. People are not concerned with us. Nine times out of 10, you're thinking, oh my God, someone heard that stupid joke that I made and now they're going to be thinking about it and talking about me and how stupid I am. People literally don't care. They might not even notice because everyone is so wrapped up in their own selves and their own insecurities to worry about yours. So adopt this main character energy. Don't compare your life to others. When you're looking at your success and you're like, well, I must be a fraud because I'm not as successful as Billy over there. Don't worry about Billy. Worry about you. Worry about yourself and your success. Don't put these crazy expectations on yourself. And I'm not saying don't set goals that are hard. That's not at all what I'm saying. Because we have talked about how I love a stretch goal. 
I love a goal that is almost impossible, that you're going to try your hardest to get to, and maybe you'll fall short, but maybe you'll get there, right? You cannot get to the maybe you'll get there if you are constantly believing that you are undeserving, that you are a fraud, that everything that has happened to you is just sheer luck, not by the hard work that you have put in. So stop trying to be perfect. You do not have to be perfect to be valuable. Instead, embrace your existing qualities. When was the last time you watched a movie and the main character of the movie was perfect? Okay, literally never. Why? Because imperfections are not bad. They're part of your character. They're part of who you are. And that's what makes you an individual. And it's not a bad thing to be an individual. As the main character... You need to prioritize your mental health and your relationships. You need to prioritize your passions. You need to prioritize the things that you are just dying to do, but you're afraid of what someone else might say. I literally don't care. And even if that's not true for you, saying, I don't care what anyone else thinks, just saying it will trick your brain. This is also a little life hack that I've learned for those with anxiety, okay? And it has worked for me. I saw it on TikTok, but I'm like, this is not true, but it works. So say you're really anxious about a presentation coming up, or maybe you are about to make a long drive and you haven't done it by yourself before or whatever, and you're really anxious about it. Telling yourself out loud, I'm so excited, will change the way that you perceive the event. If you tell yourself, I'm so excited, and you have to mean it, right? You can't just say, I'm so excited. Like, obviously, your brain is not It's your brain. It knows what's going on in there. Say it out loud with enthusiasm. I am excited, right? And just go forth and do the thing. And it might be amazing. I think that's the thing that we keep forgetting is we get so wrapped up in what if it doesn't work out and what if they talk about me and what if I'm not good enough? Okay, but what if you are good enough, right? What if you are good enough? What if people are going to be talking about you, but they're going to be talking about how amazing you're doing? And you're thinking, oh, these people are going to think, who do I think I am? Maybe they'll be thinking, man, I should have given them more credit. I had no idea what they were capable of. I had no idea they could do that. Not in a bad way. They are admitting that they did not know you. And that is just the basis of what we're, we're getting to today, is that other people do not know you. They do not know what you're capable of. They do not know your passions. They don't know what you want to do with your life. And honestly, just like, I think it's Dr. Seuss, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. So why am I going to base my life off of what somebody else thinks that I should be doing? What kind of life is that? Where I am living constantly in fear of what someone else is going to say. I'm going to go forth. I'm going to do the thing that I want to do. And I am going to enjoy it. Right? Let someone else say something. Let someone else be negative. Okay, that's fine. And like, how has your life actually changed because someone was like, ooh, they shouldn't have done that? What is that person doing? Nothing. They are too busy worrying about you to find success in their own life. So don't be like that person. Worry about yourself. Find success in your own life. And eventually, if you focus your energy on changing your thinking, Focus your energy on telling yourself, I am the main character, right? These little side characters, they don't actually matter for my journey. I'm going to need to go forward. I'm going to go through these trials and tribulations and I'm going to get to the end of this movie 
and it's going to be a happy ending, right? It's going to be an ending actually that I could have never even imagined for myself because I spent my energy worrying about myself. I spent my energy pursuing my passions. I spent my energy trying to become the best version of myself. I do understand that imposter syndrome feels insurmountable. It can honestly feel like you are being crushed. Just like any kind of anxiety, just like depression, it can feel like you are being crushed under the weight of your own feeling of failure before you've actually failed. Don't beat yourself. This is something I say to my partners when I'm playing tennis, is don't beat yourself, right? If you are thinking they're better than me, if you're thinking, oh, this isn't going to work for me, oh, I'm not good at this, you are beating yourself. You are making those thoughts your reality. And I feel like we just, we get so caught up in this that we don't realize that we have control over how we feel. I understand that, like, your feelings are your feelings. And your feelings are valid. But your feelings are not always true. So you might feel like a fraud. You might feel like you have to be perfect before you put anything out into the world for someone else to see. You might feel like, I'm not an expert, so I can't give any advice about anything. That's how you feel, and that is valid, but that is not true. The trick is being able to tell yourself that's not true and behave like a main character, and eventually it will just become muscle memory and it will be how you feel. Not saying you're never going to feel anxiety ever again, But if you go forward worrying about yourself, pursuing what you want to pursue, eventually that's just going to be how you operate and your life will be so much better for it. And so (laughs) on that note, we are about at the end of our time together this week. Thank you so much for joining me as always. I hope you found this helpful, insightful. Maybe I said something that spoke to you. I hope so. And I hope that you can develop your main character energy and overcome imposter syndrome. If you are feeling extremely generous, I would love if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. You can also follow the show on either of those platforms and get notifications whenever there's a new episode. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod, for any updates about the show and to even participate in future episodes. That is all for now. I will see you guys next week, maybe for a little Hawaii update. (laughs) Okay, love you. Bye.